Hi, I'm Laura Allen. And I'm Liv Austin. And between us, we are a songwriter, actor, singer, producer, and the hosts of My Amazing Mess, a podcast where we talk to creatives who are right in the middle of developing their own unique careers. They are totally honest with us about what it takes to pursue their dream job. The exciting highs, the disheartening lows, and the amazing mess that is everything in between. Knew we would nail that. We are back for series two of series My two. Amazing Mess. We're very happy to be here. It's great to be back in the studio. It really is. I've been very excited to get going with series two. So, yeah. Yeah, it's great to be back. We've already done some interviews with people that we can't wait to share. And um, we love that people have been listening to the podcast and loving all the interviews. And we've had feedback from people about very different things, haven't we? Some people have really loved the messy musings, which are the short episodes with just you and me, where we talk about different, you know, aspects of being a creative. But people have loved the interviews as well. And still now people are kind of going back and listening to them. What's great about it is when we had the initial idea about what we wanted to do with the podcast, that we wanted to talk about to creative people and hopefully that would resonate with many creative people as well. But what's been great is that there's been different people within the inverted commas creative industry um, who are very much either, you know, in the music world or in the acting world or the producing world and what's been happening is I've been talking to them and they've listened mainly to all the ones regarding if it was a you know uh, a musician he would listen to everything to do with the music production and the yeah. and the um songwriting and and then it, what's great is then you know it's still really good to have all the other episodes if they want to listen to them but it's actually been really interesting to hear that there's been you know ones that really stand out to, di- to different people for different reasons yeah exactly and I thought uh, well we thought that we wanted to go through the interviews that we have done in series one for people who might be tuning in for the first time yeah a little look back or want a little recap <laughs> yeah <laughs> see if we can remember what yeah, we exactly. spoke to because we've, we've had so much great insight and so many amazing things that people have said i'm curious too to hear if we've had like the same takeaways mm. from the episodes that we did because yeah. obviously we were both in the room and and all that but maybe it's been different for for us so the first interview that we did was with uh, dylan mysco harris who um at the time we talked to him because he was an artist manager but he's just before well just after he did the interview with us he went into an a and r role Uh, which he also talked about on the podcast so we kind of got two for the price of one with him I feel like because he both um, manages artists and he also signs them for publishing so that was that was a really interesting talk wasn't it it was fascinating especially because he comes from such a a well-known creative background um, and from a family that's well in the industry so it was really lovely to hear from him how passionate he was personally because we we even asked him didn't we we said do you think it's because you've been surrounded by music your whole life um, that you kind of knew that was going to be your path and I I feel like he kind of yes and no that he had that deep passion of wanting music to influence him and his emotions and and how he felt about things and how he got inspired by people like you live who you know he was inspired by you to want to work with you in some way and 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 get to know you so that's kind of, that was such a great start to series 1 because i i mean i was fascinated even just being in the room and having listened to that interview back yeah. it's just i hear new things when i listen back to him talk about the industry and what he works in yeah i felt like he was a 
perfect first guest for us because, as you say, he has such a joy and love for what he does. And um, he's found his own way within that, even as you say, with his family all kind of being involved in music in different ways. But it feels very organic for him and, and just his pure love for music, even though he's kind of working in the industry, because you do kind of fear sometimes that the people on the business side of things get a bit kind of fed up with the actual music and they kind of fall out of love with with it but he doesn't seem to have done that at all no, which is not great at all. and what what else was great was that he was so honest with us about moments in in i mean he he's young in the industry really and what was great was hearing how there were moments where he was like oh this is just not worth it and he's managed to put himself through that which is what we wanted the podcast to all be about you know that we may well interview people that say you know what actually this is going to be the, it for me and that will be just as fascinating i think so it was great to hear how he'd um you know overcome challenges within it and that he's still thriving now and I think uh, another bonus kind of thing that we got with him is that he also sees things through the artist's eyes because of working as a manager for people he sees the struggle from an artist's point of view and he um, he's very encouraging that you know you are a legit artist no matter what level you're at it's not just the big ones that are real artists and he talks a lot about um, how it's a, a whole career it's not just uh, you know being a big name for a year or two it's it's a whole career that you carve out for yourself and um, yeah I, I just love that mindset as well totally I think it's a really good one if you're just tuning into the podcast now and you want to go back to series one and if you're interested in music and and managing and and also if you just want to be really inspired by yeah. someone he's just a, a really great first episode and it'll definitely get you hooked into the series yeah well said Next, we had Sabrina Bartlett. Sabrina. Our friend Sabrina. I mean, to be yeah. fair, we do say a lot. If you go back and listen to series one, we're like, we've just interviewed all our friends. Yeah. <laughs> our good friends, so and so. But this is the great thing with all the stuff that we've done. We've just come across so many different people who are now our friends or, you know, close contacts. And uh, and we can just, you know, send them a message and ask if they want to do it. And But they're working in the industry so we get really good insight even if they're our friends and Sabrina is amazing to talk to I mean this is maybe one of my favorite interviews I mean they're all great but I think you know hearing someone who's to anyone who's watching what she's doing she's so successful as an actor which is impressive in itself because it's hard to make as an actor but within being successful as an actor there's so much more to that story. And she was super honest, wasn't she, about what it's actually like. Really open about about things that have gone on in her relatively short career in what will be, I'm sure, a very long one. So much, like you say, ups and downs have, have happened for her already. And I'm, I'm assuming as someone from the outside looking in of what she's been up to, it will only seem successful. And so, yeah, it was really great and we were really grateful to have her be so open about how how it's been for her um if you go back and listen to that episode you'll find out that she's had some really really good highs where she's worked with amazing people she's been on huge sets she's done lots of wonderful work on victoria da vinci's demons doctor who to name but a few if you go back and listen it'll, we'll talk about all of those but also moments in her career that have been really really difficult for her professionally not even just personally professionally it's been been a challenge for her and I think it was really inspiring to listen to how she overcame that and had to kind of deal with the reality of what being an actor is I think there's different levels of struggle at each point often when you talk to actors 
there's all this talk about, you know, being a struggling actor, trying to get work and that sort of narrative. And I'm really proud that we talk to somebody who is doing it and, and not, you know, in air quotes, struggling, just doing it, but just going into the realities of, of actually having this as a job and all the stuff that you don't consider that comes with it. And she's just such good fun as well. So it's just a, an amazing interview. I yeah, love talking to her. some great anecdotes in there, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. And in between these, as you'll as you'll see, if you have a look back, we do have our messy musings when we talk to each other and, and the titles of those are very self-explanatory. So if yeah. you want to find out how we deal with rejection and loneliness and all those things um we can we kind of talk about one on one and offer our own advice which we think has got us through so hopefully it will help some of you out there yeah i loved doing those and um it kind of helps just talking about it sometimes it's it's not about having all the answers which is kind of what we say in them it's just to kind of talk it through with somebody else because it can be a lot to think about and uh, so I go back and listen to them sometimes because oh, it feels too. great. And I think as well, what what's so helpful and what I've really took away personally from series one and actually the the small number of interviews that we've done into series two is that each series has kind of had its running theme so the first series we spoke to so many different people in so many different areas of the creative industry but they all had the same kind of thing to say about it mm. so even though you know with our messy musings other people might have something different to say I think we kind of in eventually all come around to the same way of thinking especially if you're trying to carve out a career in something like this so yeah we go through a lot of the same stuff even if we're in front of the camera behind the camera or you know whatever it might be um, and speaking of that uh, being behind the scenes the next one we talked to was Jess Sharman who's a songwriter Jess. We love Jess. We love Jess. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say this about everyone that we spoke yeah, to. We love, we love this. <laughs> yeah, that was a really good chat because, again, talking to somebody who's doing music but not being the obvious person that you look to, but who actually is behind some some tunes that you hear on the radio. But she has chosen very specifically to do the songwriter thing and not be an artist. And um, I mean, I loved talking to her because it's quite fun to interview somebody that you've worked with. I've written with Jess and uh, and to be like, oh, yeah, that's your story. I didn't know that. I didn't know that about you. So you discover some new things. How was that for you to talk to a songwriter? Because obviously you're not in that world so much. Totally. Unbelievably insightful. I mean, as I, <laughs> as I was listening to it, I was like, because I've, I've tried to write songs. I remember when I was younger and I was doing my music GCSEs, we had to write songs and I thought I was great. I was very good at the same four chords going over and over and the odd little lyric that made no sense and had, you know, no relevance to anything. But no, listening... This sounds like any pop song <laughs> at the moment, to be fair. Hey, I'm, maybe I've got a hit hidden exactly. in my uh, in my diary. Um, no, yeah, Jess was brilliant and, and so interesting to, to see and and she was so humbling I think talking about how she thought there was going to be this moment of where she suddenly succeeded and went into huge things and actually to to be brought to reality of actually it doesn't always work like that and even when you think something's about to lift sometimes that's not you know that's not the big break so she um she definitely had some amazing stories to tell and and she was again really honest about about what it's been like and also she's had some great successes with um working with Ward Thomas on the number 1 album so yeah i think uh, it was just really really interesting listening to how 
how songwriters actually play a huge part but you don't think you know you listen to so many songs on the radio and you just think of them as Justin Timberlake's song or Liv mm. Austin's song and although you do loads of your own writing I'm sure lots of these artists do but you don't always I'm never very aware of the, the other people that have been involved it's very rarely just one person on their own I think this episode I'd recommend to anyone who wants to learn about songwriting whether you're doing it or not and I think if you're kind of starting out doing some writing and music you will learn a lot about the actual career side of it. And for anyone who's just interested in music, you're going to have so many moments of going, oh, is that how it works? Oh, is that how that happens? And um, not just the actual writing, but then what happens next with the song that you've written and just loads of amazing information in that in that interview. Who was next? Next was Peter Groom. Peter Groom. So Peter uh, and Liv and I all trained together at drama school. So it was really interesting to see where he'd gone since training. What was so amazing about graduating from drama school was we all left at that same moment in time of being actors graduating from that same drama school in one year and so many people have gone to do so many different things and while Pete still acts he has been doing a lot more dance theatre and he's created an amazing piece of theatre about Marlene Dietrich I don't even know how to pronounce that properly but I'm sure people sound good to me oh thank you (laughs) um a a one he calls it a woman show it's a drag show but it's not drag in the traditional sense it's very much you sort of forget that it's not Marlene Dietrich just yes. you're watching it's absolutely incredible um, and he's been taking that to Edinburgh and I think he's massively on tour now over in Australia and New York and and lots of um, amazing theatre venues in London so yeah it was really interesting to see how he'd developed his own path in the in the industry. I loved talking to him about the area of you know typecasting and people kind of telling you who you are and and trying to put you in a box basically and uh knowing him from from when we trained and just seeing that he's kind of stuck with the stuff that he was interested in and genuinely passionate about which sometimes can be hard to explain to other people but you just know deep down that there's something there and it's hard to explain but I want to test this out and uh, people might not be very supportive because, and I don't mean that in a negative way, but just that they don't really understand where you're going with it. And sometimes you just have to kind of not listen to people too much, just do the thing and then show them. And then people go, oh, I get it. And I think that's, you know, with the show that he's done, the one woman show, one man show is a great example of that because he just knew that there was something along those lines that he wanted to do. And he just went for it and honed in on that thing. You know, when he was talking about where there are some roles that on the surface might be more suited to him, but that he finds much, much harder than playing this really famous woman, you know? And uh, and you kind of go, oh, that seems like a stretch for this guy from Newcastle to play Marlena Dietrich. But actually, it's not a stretch because he's so interested in it that he's not going to stop until he does a perfect job at it. And so that kind of thing where what you think someone's great for when you see them might not be it so the stuff around that I I remember we talked a lot about you know casting and types and and what you should be doing as an actor that really I found that so interesting talking to him yeah it was a great lesson wasn't it even for us just to listen and think oh yeah when you walk into a room they are people are going to have an idea of whether you fit their project or whether you are can do what they think you can do and uh and it's it's sometimes great to 
prove people wrong or prove people right they might be thinking mm. oh can she I think she can and then you can actually nail it so yeah it was it's a really really interesting one I think for anyone just wanting to to get into acting it's it's a great one to hear how he um where he came from in, in Newcastle just to then deciding he's going to go and train and he kind of of all the people we've spoken to I, I think I remember him saying I didn't I never thought I wasn't going to get in I just thought I was going to yeah. go to drama school which is such a kind of refreshing outlook because I just kept thinking it's going to take me ages yeah, <laughs> I so will true. get in but oh god it's going to take me forever and he just thought I just didn't think I wasn't going to get in yeah. so yeah it's a it's a really lovely one to listen to for a bit of inspiration yeah definitely then on to something completely different we talked to Abby Russell who's a plus-size model and a body confidence activist. Who, since, I must say, since speaking to Abby, I'm, I follow her on Instagram now as well, because mm-hmm. I didn't know Abby before we met to do the interview. And uh, she also said to me, oh, follow follow some other people. She gave me a couple of other people to have on my Instagram, because I I feel like it's uh, social media at the moment is re- it's really important to expand what you look at, I think, day to day, because you you don't always realise what's subconsciously going round and round your mind and if all you see on Instagram is people with very different lifestyles to you whether that's that they are six foot one and toned abs and you happen to be like me five foot three curvaceous then you know neither one of them is wrong or right we just are who we are and you know it might also be financially people are in very different situations celeb wise you might be following a lot of celebrities who as lovely as that is doesn't really reflect who you are and what you might want to kind of see day to day so she was a really good advocate for making sure that you were following some some people that relate more to you so I kind of follow more curvaceous women now just to remind myself that the clothes I'm looking at might be the sort of things that would look great on me. I love talking to her because of what she said about her confidence that you know body wise she'd never experienced feeling anything but confident in her body and it's just so wonderful to hear someone say those words she's like yeah just I've, I've just always felt confident about my body and you know not in a cocky way just just feeling good about myself the way I am because nobody introduced the idea that I should not like myself um you know so clearly she's had a, <laughs> a healthy upbringing and stuff also remembering her talking about going to school in America and how she experienced it so different when she came back to Scotland and uh, how they taught children in America to believe in themselves and tell themselves that, you know, I'm great, I can do anything. And that that was kind of looked down on in the UK, where it's more like, oh, no, you shouldn't really say that you're great. And she saw the stark contrast there. And there's maybe something in that, you know, if, if you're told to believe in yourself and there's no other option you know you believe in yourself you can do anything you set your mind to then you're going to start believing that if you're six years old and you get told that every day so that's probably played a big part in what she's doing now she's doing so well she's modeling for all sorts of amazing brands and doing really really well and again she's very honest about things as well Um, and that's very very refreshing in in the current world that we live in with social media and just just feeling good about yourself she's doesn't always say that everything is peachy she's just very honest about things and um but also not in a very very down way she's just plain and simple which is which is great we go into the topic of body confidence and body positivity and which is not necessarily directly related to being a creative and all that sort of stuff but i just think it's such an interesting chat and something that we can all learn from so 
if you're interested in any of that or if you feel like you don't really know anything about the activism around body confidence versus body positivity and all that check it out because you you will learn so much and she articulates it perfectly i think absolutely next we have pj mcavoy pj mcavoy set designer which i was so excited to to have him in the studio especially because i'd worked with him at drama school where he uh, designed this incredible set for a show that we did at drama school called the gut girls and he's since gone on to do a ton of set design for southwark playhouse and tons of other theatres around London um, and also drama schools as well he still works for Mountview and Guildford School of Acting I could listen to his episode on repeat I just found it so incredibly interesting about how how you get a set to come alive on stage through having meetings with the director and the team and then reading the play and then seeing it develop and having kind of an input on how that play then gets developed because it, you know, the set that you create means they can't go stage left or you know they can't move around the stage in a certain way or they can or you're enabling them to um so I think this is a great one for anyone who's interested in design who's artistic who's just interested in theatre from from any side or just wants to hear somebody really who knows their craft talk about it yeah I mean talk about learning so much about an aspect of my own industry that I hadn't really considered that much not in that much detail and you kind of just go I should have known this I think we even said in the episode we should we should already know this I can't believe I mean, that we're learning I think so we just let PJ talk because yeah. we were like yep yep that makes sense <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean you know we've we've both been in in productions and you do you do understand what everybody is doing yeah but just not fully not uh you know you're you're doing your part which yep. is the acting part and that's that's great and you're you know very respectful when someone co comes and shows you the design for the show and you're very excited by that but to actually understand how that concept is even born is just so interesting and I loved that creative process of reading him talking about reading a script and deciding how how that is then set on a stage is just was fascinating exactly and the job side of it as well I think it was great to hear him talk about how do you actually get work as a set designer because I think that the tagline of the episode is we don't get to audition because we can you know complain about auditions and those experiences but at least we as actors get to go into a room and show what we might do with something but they don't get the opportunity to do that really because until you're involved in a production you don't really know what they're looking for and it's just it's a bit of like how do you get into that industry how do you become a set designer how can you show somebody what what you can do before you've had jobs where you got to do what you can do so it's like how do you get into it he talked about that and uh, explained that in a really really nice way mm, and it, it was another reminder again one of those common threads of theme that once you are working and you get to meet people that mm. then sparks more work for you and if you are professional and likable and and you know excited by the work that you do and you work with people as th that you might come across again that's another way to to keep working I think that that comes across so many of the um, episodes that we had very true yeah I feel like that's definitely an, an ongoing theme then we talked to Carla Fraser, who is a filmmaker 
actor and conservationist which was the coolest mix uh, and the way the way that we spoke to her and, and found out how she managed to literally take those three things seemingly related and also unrelated and managed to make use of them in such a, a beautiful way it was really really lovely to listen to and and to hear how you know again she came out of the same drama school she wasn't in our in our year but had come out of that same world and is doing something that I don't think I know anyone else doing putting conservation as the heart of a lot of her short films which is just very very interesting yeah and she's so genuinely interested in it and that's what drives everything it's kind of similar to to peter groom in a in a way that she's driven by her love for this this one part of it and she wants to tell the stories because she's so interested in the stories and in the message that that kind of drives her creative side of it and then obviously you know deciding to do her own short film quite an ambitious short film as well and getting some great actors involved and the stories of how that happened if you if you um are the type of person that just thinks well I, I could never do that I'd never you know get someone huge on my film or I'd never be able to get that in front of somebody you know worthwhile listen to this episode and see what it takes to just number one carry your script in your bag because you never know (laughs) or on your phone and um don't be afraid to if you spot somebody go and talk to them she's a uh, really really interesting and the episode is brilliant uh, just hearing how she's got some huge people involved with her work yeah she's she's really good fun as well we had such a such a laugh with her so it's a it's a brilliant interview we really did and then we interviewed Live Squared, Live Number Two, her partner John Wright, um, producer and session musician, and it was so good. I mean, we both know John. Obviously, he's your other half, and I'm very good friends with him. And it was so lovely to sit him down in the hot seat and actually find out what he does all day. We finally pinned him down. <laughs> he, he was a bit like, "Are you sure you want to talk to me?" And we were like, "Yeah, we definitely want to talk to you." He's he's the kind of person who doesn't quite understand that what he does is interesting. So hugely interesting, and. Also also, he's a good example of somebody that's so accomplished mm. who ha- kind of hasn't actually sat down to, and this this interview was quite a good moment for a lot of our guests to sit down and think, oh, actually, I've done quite a bit. And yes. I think um, it was so great to hear how he'd been extremely brave and decided to sort of change halfway through doing one thing, that kind of office job where he was, he realised he wasn't totally happy in what he was doing and to take that leap, leap of faith into actually pursuing music and doing what he'd kind of been doing from a young age to actually then pursue it professionally was really inspiring for, I'm sure, for anyone listening who, at whatever age you are, if you decide that there's something else that you want to do, you can do it. Yeah, because, I mean, it's crazy to think about that he once was in kind of an office job and then just made that change because now his entire life I obviously know this, seeing everything behind the scenes, his entire life, his entire work life is just music and uh, how quickly that happened. So it's definitely, as you say, it's inspiring for people who are like, is it, you know, too late for me? Am I, you know, uncomfortable in this job and um, maybe I'll just stay here? But you're kind of wondering... At least there's, you know, you can listen to this and go, oh, this is actually an, an option for me. You know, it's it's not too late. And if you really, really love something and you are willing to work at it, then things can change really quickly. And learning about like what a session musician actually does day to day is also really interesting, that side of it as well. Totally. And also he, he spoke very um, openly about kind of the two sides of of creating your own career like this which is 
the the version where you have imposter syndrome and you don't feel good enough to be doing it and you question yourself and then also the other moments where you think no actually I'm really I actually don't need to come to to prove to you you either want me or you don't and I think he spoke about both of those scenarios and it's really interesting and really helpful for me actually personally to listen back to things like that and kind of go you can have that confidence as long as you know that you truly can can produce the goods you should really feel confident in what you do so yeah there's some great great anecdotes in there yeah I love that chat it was really really good fun Emily Hughes was next Emily Hughes dancer ballet dancer and yoga instructor so Emily is currently my flatmate and has been for the last few years and it's great because you know I live with her and most of the time we see each other we are either watching Netflix or kind of passing ships in the night as we go to our various jobs and and it was really lovely to actually sit down and hear how she even kind of got to where she is now as training as a ballet dancer from such a young age and going off to do that and how that world must be so intense and you know tough and difficult and then to realize that she found some inner peace and some calm with yoga and then to then make that a career as well has been really really interesting to actually see what she does and how she's how she's been doing it yeah and just hearing about the training for young dancers in itself was just so fascinating and uh, and you kind of go oh it actually is pretty intense I mean which you would expect but just hearing the details of it and uh yeah, it's just great to hear, to talk to somebody who's done professional dance for years. And, uh, you know, because that's quite rare. <laughs> you know, we have maybe people who can dance in addition to other things, but to, to purely be a dancer must be incredibly uh, intense. And then, yeah, defining yoga, which seems to be like what happens to a lot of people with yoga. You love working with your body, but the thing that you've been doing is not necessarily bringing you that much joy anymore because there's so much pressure and all this other stuff around it and yoga is completely the opposite of that because you're meant to work with what you've got right now how you're feeling no matter how you're feeling on the day and uh yeah she seems to really just love it so much yeah and it was also and it's a great one to listen to if you connect with feeling like you're doing something that isn't continuing to bring you joy so you know she was she's been dancing her whole life and I guess that's a very different career to something like you and I live who I can kind of see it going further but with a dancer that career is really short and I think they're all very aware that it's a short career and to really make sure that that's something that they're getting joy out of doing so I think again really brave to kind of and I mean uh, Emily still dances she's in the snowman most Christmases you can see her in the snowman at the Peacock Theatre and also she's just been on tour but um yeah just to to see that she's finding other ways of of bringing you know happiness into what she does day to day into a career is, is also very very inspiring yeah and she's so good at it <laughs> she's amazing and she also does yoga classes go to one of those they are hard work and then our final uh, interview was with director theater director jane moriarty yes who you had worked with yeah, she she uh, directed me, and bizarrely, I mean, I'd say the story that she found me, which is rare, really, when you think of an actor's life. How how often does a director approach you? But I just she happened to be on the hunt for an actress and found me among other people and, and asked me to audition for the the show, and I did, and it was the first professional show that I did out of drama school, and I'm thankful for that job every single day because that really kickstarted the career for me, um, and to work with her, and we got on so well, and 
you know she's recommended me for things and I've tried to get her work for other things and she's doing so well as a theatre director and assistant director she's worked on huge stuff in the West End and the RSC uh, the Globe so she's a great one to talk to and, and listen to if you want to hear about theatre if you're interested in directing how she got into it uh, she spoke she speaks about how she trained and also what what makes her thrive in a rehearsal room how she loves to work with actors and what she gets out of that director actor process so she yeah she's a very very interesting lady to speak to yeah and really good fun as well really funny and uh you really do learn that I mean maybe this is obvious but directing is no joke no and there are no tea breaks there are no (laughs) we found that out listen to that if you think you want a tea break as a director you don't get one (laughs) yeah it's it's one of those things you really need to be prepared for it to take over your life I think as long as you're working on a a play or whatever project you're directing it's pretty uh, all consuming I think Mm. but she seems to really love that she wasn't complaining at all she was just uh, explaining that that's how it is and uh, you do understand when you really get an insight into how everyone needs you to to communicate with them and not just the actors it's just so much more than that and uh she she explained that really well I think so I felt like I learned a lot yeah and you, you kind of get to a bit of an insight if you don't know about the world or if you're very very familiar with the acting world about having a technical rehearsal before a show opens and how long and te- uh, detailed those are and how, how much concentration and and patience is needed for things like that I think as well it was just another eye-opener for me especially since I've been to the theatre since you know from doing the podcast I've I always think about things we've spoken to with the guests and um you know when something is done really well you sort of don't realize that the director's had a part in it really you know you're looking at what's on stage and you're, you're mesmerized by that and if something isn't done well it, it is a lot down to a director you know to to not spot that so in fact we we went to see something of hers and and it made me think this is I was so intrigued by how it had been done and then I had to remind myself this would this would have been Jane behind it directing that in such a good way that I hadn't you know I was just enjoying what it was and then realized you know that's a director the vision behind that the staging of something is was always down to the director and probably a team around them but it's really really lovely to not just think they've you know expressed to an actor how to to do a certain role it's the whole creative vision for it comes through that director's eyes so it's yeah lovely to speak to her so that was our last interview uh, officially for series <laughs> one but we also interviewed each other we plonked each other in the hot seat it was <laughs> great fun it was it was a really nice one for me live as well to to get to ask you things and grill you about how things are for you as a musician as a songwriter singer and an actor and a producer and all the things that come under your umbrella of of work and also I think a good one if you want to check back on who we are yes um if you're listening to the podcast and you're like this is great lovely to hear all these guests but who are Liv who and Laura are, <laughs> these, these people ladies? that just <laughs> just decided to talk to the creatives um and the great thing is is that really most the people we've spoken to although um hopefully and and actually some of them already you're starting to see they are becoming names you would have heard of the whole the whole idea of the podcast is to catch these people before you know while they're doing so well but they're kind of still still grafting away and it's the same with us really I think we're still grafting away which is the beauty of it I'm really proud that we've uh we've picked some good people that you can see already just since we talked to them so much has happened that everything's changed and we kind of keep saying that we want to bring people back and see 
what's happened now since we talked to them and just with you when I was interviewing you in this last episode where we talked to each other stuff has happened that you were hinting at because you you weren't even sure if it was going to happen but you were trying to make it happen and now it has you know thinking about the musical that you produced and choreographed and starred in it's and crazy. you've done it I know because I think when we when we interviewed each other I was kind of like it might happen yeah, <laughs> and um, it. it's in the process it of, all you know, happened yeah. yeah it happened it went on and it was a success so yeah it's it, this is the the great thing about the podcast is that you yeah exa- I would love to get people back if you're listening to this and you have already listened to series one please do write in and tell us who you'd want to hear back from if, or if you'd want to us to get everybody back to find out what they've done um yeah we'd love to hear what you think yeah definitely that's a good idea and I also I'm curious what other people learn because I know what I've learned from all these different interviews and I've learned something in every single episode that we've done and uh, I want to know if other people are picking up on different things so we'd love to hear from you guys favorite episodes people you'd love to have back what you've learnt. And um, we're I'm excited for series two. Really excited. I hope this has been helpful to kind of guide you back through series one. And, and kind of if, if any of those sound like something you'd want to listen to, do check in on them. They're really, really insightful, helpful, interesting um, chats. I genuinely go back and listen to a few myself when I want to be feel inspired. Um, we've got some really, really brilliant people we're talking to in series two. So that is on its way to your ears very soon. Keep uh, clicking. Make sure you subscribe and download the episodes and then you'll be reminded when the series two is launched yes we've got a trailer coming up very soon and then our first interview will be here before you know it so definitely subscribe and uh, thank you for checking back in with us I'm just going to run this so I can see if the levels are the same should we just go yeah (laughs) 